0: Station Book Club, the bright center in the universe for science fiction fantasy literature discussion. I'm your host, Nancy. And joining me this month is Robin to discuss By Honor Betrayed by Deborah Doyle and James McDonald. Thanks for coming on the show, Robin. I am happy to be here. Robin is a very longtime fandom friend of mine, also a wedding planner for the Schlarsen <laughs> wedding.
1: Yes, that was fun.
0: Also, event uh, planner for the Drowning in Moonlight Gala coming up very shortly at Star Wars Celebration. Yes, we should absolutely plug that while we're here. (laughs) We should plug it while we're here because I don't think I've done it on this show before. What? So so yes, if you're going to Celebration, please uh, buy a ticket for the Drowning in Moonlight Gala in honor of Carrie Fisher. It will be held Thursday night during Celebration and it will be a lot of fun. We have a lot of neat guests and there will be food and drink and entertainment and frivolity, and glitter and uh so much glitter so much glitter and you know crying and laughing as you know as we as you like are. we do yeah as you
1: yeah. do <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun so yeah. if you haven't bought tickets yet you absolutely should investigate it and you can find them at drowninginmoonlight.com yes so
0: so I asked Robin to uh, join me for this uh, final installment of the Mage World Trilogy, uh, because when I first discovered these books, like five years ago, ago. (laughs) uh, Robin was one of the people I told about them and read them along with me. Uh, Yeah,
1: we sort of read them alongside. I think you'd read the first one and said, these are awesome. Yes. Um, and I was like, okay. So then I went off, and de- we we both, I think, devoured them yes. at the time.
0: And uh, um, so I was like, Robin, do you want to come on and talk <laughs> about the last book? And you were like, yeah oh, sure. <laughs> yes, it's my.
1: I think it's my favorite of the three. Anyway, I, I think it's my favorite too. I, so I, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk about
0: it. <laughs> I was tweeting while I was reading it that, um, I. As I read Star Pilot's Grave for again for this mm-hmm. uh, for this book club I realized I liked it a lot more than um I thought I had
1: Like, I always... Oh, you mean the first time around? You liked it more than the first time around? Yeah. Like, I was like,
0: this book is really good. This book is
1: really, really, really good. Like, these... So, I went back through... When you asked me to do this, I went back through and skimmed the first two so that I could remember what was happening. Mm -hmm. Because it's been a long time. Um, I don't have a lot of time to read these days, so Mm -hmm. I had to sort of just refresh myself on them yeah and I think I sent you several texts being like these are so good yeah <laughs> like every time I open one of these books I think about it and go this is this is so good how 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 is this not in wider circulation right uh, and it's really sort of distressing because it's some of the best sci-fi that I've read maybe ever I mean that's a big claim but it's inclusive
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is a big deal. Yeah. It's got ladies in space, Yes, which is my brand a big deal, I'm right? <laughs> <laughs> it's totally on brand for you. <laughs> um, and the writing is excellent. I mean, you mm-hmm. get into battle sequences, which can be particularly in writing can be really stuffy and boring. Yeah. And you don't have to, I mean, I don't pay as much attention to them as I do other scenes, but they really know how to Amp up the tension and get me really involved in what's happening on these uh, um, bridge scenes and and space battles, and that's really hard to do. Yeah, in writing. Yeah. So- I applaud them for that, and I wish that these were more widely available for people.
0: Yeah, i I agree. They and I, I was surprised when I was reading through them again at how inclusive they were, just because they were written in the '90s, and right. you know, it could be. The, you know what was progressive back in 1992 might not seem so progressive anymore right right
1: yeah (laughs) but they do seem to be yeah like um like
0: every other character you come across is a woman even in the space force
1: and then you've got um it, it i mean you've got aliens so that's a, you know, a thing, yeah. but then you also have um, racial diversity. Mm-hmm. They talk about how Lynette is that how we're we've decided to say the, yes, name? I, okay. I think so. <laughs> they talk about how Lynette several times they mention that she's darker skinned and it doesn't mean anything to anybody, it's right. just a description of who she is. Yeah, um, Becca is you know, dresses up is is sometimes a man and nobody seems to care no nobody thinks that's super weird <laughs> yeah so you know I, I really applaud the the level I, are there any am i forgetting any like openly gay characters i don't think
0: so except that um on the last um episode with bria we mm-hmm. basically agreed that uh, jesson is super bi
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah totally i mean <laughs> He's he's all like, "Hey, dude! Oh, yeah. lady! Oh, that's fine. Yeah, I get it. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But I. But is that like? Is that just his culture? Like Kesset?
0: I think I think Kesset is just very extravagant. Um, and you know they're very. I think they're open to everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But um, that's nice too. Yeah. I mean, certainly makes life a lot easier for a lot of people (laughs) yeah so um
0: there i don't think there are any in this in this series but in the next in the sequel and the prequel books there is a there is a lesbian couple but they are very much not i mean it's explicit but it's not like they never say like i
1: only read the first of the prequel books the one with um
0: the parents, their mother, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the, only the one two made it through. the two gunners on mm-hmm. the Warhammer,
1: they're mm-hmm.
0: like they're like totally. <gasps> that's together. right. Yeah. But they don't like really act like they're together. Like right. I mean, they do, but they don't. Like it's 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 you, just you kind you know of there. that they are, but yeah. it's
1: not like over the top. Yeah, and they're just they just are. Yeah, and that's kind of that's nice too. Yeah. So so yeah, for the early nineties, this is really diverse yeah um, which is impressive
0: yeah so uh before i get too much further um i'll go through and read the plot description as i do for all of the books yes for Um, all
1: the people that are following (laughs) along (laughs)
0: yes so uh first of all the name of the book by honor betrayed is a little different than the other two because it is the name of an of a piece of in-universe fiction uh, it is, a, holo- uh, is it a it is a Chesitin holodrama that um, they mention, I think they mention several times throughout the trilogy, but in this one, <laughs> Justin ends up watching it during the climax of the story, which is really just so It's a hand. really
1: interesting image. Like, yeah. I keep thinking how they would film this, because yeah. I, I mean, I have a background in film, and it's, I'm like, ooh, that would be such a cool shot how would you do it? so that's part of the reason I really like these books but yeah. yes it's it's a fascinating way to stage a climax like that <laughs>
0: yeah and um and it and it makes sense because of what is happening in the book is is very similar to the theme of the holodrama mm-hmm. um So the plot description is as follows. Galson has fallen. The space force is broken and scattered. The planets of the former Republic are rushing to make peace with the victorious mages. All that remains is mopping up. Minor details. A privateer or two. A few adepts who remain alive and on the run. And the hereditary ruler of a lifeless planet. Becca Russell and Matadi, the last domina of Lost Entabor, possesses little more than a famous name and a famous ship. With them, she must salvage what she can from the wreckage of the Republic. Her enemies are too many to count, her friends too few to make a difference. She can trust no one except herself, her crew, and the family she ran away from years before. Becca has resources few suspect—a hidden base, a long-forgotten oath, and a dead man's legacy. But she has pro- problems as well. For a universe, for any universe, gone mad. Neither friends nor enemies are all that they may seem. A play that began in treachery and blood five hundred years before has reached its final act. A broken galaxy will be sundered forever, or else made whole.
1: Yay! Yay! <laughs> Was that your plot summary, or is that? From the back of the book. That's
0: uh, from the from Amazon, I believe. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, I just didn't write that. That's that's pretty I, florid writing. No, for you, Nancy. I did not write that. <laughs> <laughs> just checking. No. So oh.
0: before we uh, go into the the plot of the book, I wanted to mention something from Star Pilot's Grave that I did not mention in the podcast recording. Um, just because we were talking about so many other things, uh, as I was, you know, listening back to the episode. I'm like, oh my god, I totally forgot to mention this part, which is kind of important. So, like, we we learn early on that the professor is a mage lord. Um, we learn later on in the second book that he is a mage lord who is very, 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 very old um, and powerful, and very powerful. Uh, if you if you ever go back and read his the professor books, um, it makes a lot more sense of the the mage world's uh that that society and also like how um how the the, the murder on the knight's beautiful daughter happened why exactly he's um sworn to house Rosalind and all that kind of stuff but um at the end of the book when becca goes back to the asteroid base and it's her, her first time back there uh, since um, since leaving for the mage worlds uh the the robots are basically there and uh you know basically tell her that the place is hers now um the professor has left that's it to a her. heck
1: of a place to have be yours right
0: way. it's very yeah. uh, very useful <laughs> yeah so um there is a message from the professor um that he he leaves to her and she reads it and she gets emotional and angry as she's getting emotional because how dare someone make her feel emotions. <laughs> uh, <poor Becca. laughs> um, uh and at the end of the note there's like a scribble and she realizes that's his name. Um because so far at all you've ever all you've ever known him as is the professor. Um, so in this, in the second book, you realize that, you know, he, ha- he has signed his name, but you don't find out what it actually is until this book. Um, and his name is Erecon Cressio Su Supeladin, which I know I've spelled said wrong because as... Because <laughs> you
1: don't speak Erasi or whatever it I is. don't speak
0: Erassi. And apparently in an Erasian you, um, the, the vowels that go together are all have their own syllables (laughs) and it's very confusing and i I am not a fluent uh spanish speaker uh which is apparently (laughs) what it's supposed to be similar to um it's based on spanish i think so i thought it was
1: based on welsh um no i don't well i mean i haven't read that but looking at it like it just because in welsh you know not no vowels and consonants make sense together Mm -hmm. like none of them so it could that's be. what it looks like to me but if it's based on Spanish that's really interesting yeah. and I will have to go back and reread it with right. that in mind.
0: <laughs> so um so basically from his name you can find out that he he was from the high 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 ranking nobility uh because the, the He's like double nobility. Yeah, because the prefix sus um is upper nobility sin is lower nobility so the the uh the grand admiral of the mage uh major world's forces is i think sinricdy um and then sue i can't remember what exactly sue's aerlin sue's so yeah. he is lower in upper uh the professor is upper upper, so he right. He,
1: so on both he, his parents, like his mother and his father, were yes. upper nobility. And yeah.
0: um and and when you read the books, like, yes, he w- he came from a very um high ranking family and basically gave that all up and you know left his mage circle and yeah, it's very interesting. Which is really kind of tragic. It is like his story is very. Very I'll have to sad. read the
1: professor books now. Yeah. They're now they're back in the universe. They're very
0: weird. <laughs>
1: I mean, not yeah. like bad
0: weird, but like, you know, you can kind of like I mean the 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 Republic is very it's it's different from our world. It's not our world. Yep. Definitely. But there's enough similarities that you can kind of ground yourself where the professor yeah. books and the mage world society is like really like completely 180 degrees from earth humans hmm. <laughs> so
1: well that they they're the element that I find the most fascinating yeah. about these books but yeah. um, well and I, I think can it's see how it's also interesting because
0: they are they're the bad guys but they're not the bad guys right um and you know obviously they are the antagonists because they are you know, attacking the Republic and all the characters we are following are from the
1: Republic. Uh, so we want them to be defeated, but. Right. But the books do a really good job at, at least for me of it it, in the end pointing out that this is not, nobody here is good or evil. Yes. It's a different approach. It's even, you know, even the evil characters are not so much Evil. Well, there's one that is evil. I mean, Tarvit is just oh god, yes, he is like full on evil. Screw and him. I'm I'm so glad that he is gone in the end. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. sorry guys. No. <laughs> yeah. Although if you've read any of these books and you think he's you know gonna come out on on the uh, good end of this, the uh, I I I can't imagine that we've read the same thing. No. So. Yeah
0: and if you want to hate him even more read the prequel because
1: uh, yeah <laughs> Whoa. he's terrible he's terrible let's talk <laughs> about how
0: terrible he is okay so so the book as as we all remember star pellet's grave ended with a wonderful scene of becca declaring herself as the domina a lost Entivore and yep. asking all the ships to rally at suivi point to fight the mage lords Um, And as we open up this book, um, she is on Sweeby Point. Uh, She's like set up a storefront to talk to people. (laughs) Uh, She's very frustrated with all the diplomacy. Uh, This is where we can be shippers and talk about the scene where Jessen is taken off her jacket and she's got nothing underneath.
1: yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, the first time I read it, I was like, <laughs> let's
0: just tilt our heads and sigh for. <sighs> okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they are they are trying to um, basically get support uh she's met with tarvit and not uh who is who is the counselor from Plaver, and she basically hates him she put slugs on his dinner salad when she was a little that's
1: such a good flashback it
0: is and like you found out like he was like trying to get with her like when she was like
1: 12 or something no she
0: was younger than that she was like oh
1: that's even worse
0: yeah oh yeah yeah uh So, um, she, uh, is on sweetie point, and, um, not everyone is very happy with her because they want to make peace. Like, they're like, all right, the mage worlds have won. Let's give in to them, um, so we can keep living our lives. Uh, and she is rabble rousing and they're like, uh, yeah, this is not going to work. So she is arrested, On Sweepy Point by their uh, security forces, and on Sweepy Point, if you have money, you can basically pay for anyone to get arrested. Right, pay
1: for them to be arrested, pay for them to be executed, (laughs) pay to get out. I mean, yeah,
0: and that's what Jessen immediately does. Well, first he's like, first he tries to get arrested, and they're like, yeah, no, you don't. No, we don't have money for you. We don't
1: have a contract out on you. Yeah,
0: so. so he goes and tries to pay for her to get out but they're like no whoever wants her to be arrested like is uh has paid us a lot more money even than all of your relatives on cassette have um so um she um she is arrested it's of course, it's Tarvit's doing, um, because he is he is wanting to work with the mages, um, and you know wants Plaver to, you know, basically swear, you know, or you know, surrender to them so they can keep living and whatever. Yeah,
1: he's. I mean, he gives later, much later, a a sort of pretty little speech about, um, how war isn't just ships in space it's blood and hunger and mud and you know all sorts of terrible things for people planet side Mm -hmm. but he also just really hates becca yeah so (laughs) and her mom (laughs) right he just hates he just hates those ladies yeah so it's a good opportunity for him to do what he thinks is going to um support the people of pliver but also do really nasty things to becca yes very very so win-win so. win
0: for him yeah it is um it's also kind of interesting because you know the the we were talking before about how the mage the major worlds are supposed to be the antagonists, but they're really mm-hmm. not you know you realize like they the yes they lost the last war but they um you know they were basically you know, pushed back into pre-spaceflight times, um, mm-hmm. and like that's it. It really reminds me of after World War One. I, uh, I was with just Germany. thinking that
1: Germany <laughs> um, and the um, yeah, rearming afterwards. Yeah, it, and, yeah, it's
0: very very similar to that sort of situation. Um, but you know, if you in if in the other in the professor books you see like how much civilization they had and like how advanced they were and so for them to be basically have space flight taken away from them and be kept on the one side of the galaxy like basically like kind of tore, took away everything that made their civilization
1: right that made them who they were
0: yeah and um especially because that like the whole point of what the professor was doing in his previous books was they were trying to join the galaxy together. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the the sundering of the galaxy was a cosmological event that happened. You know, in in this in this galaxy, um, and it separated the the worlds of the made of the adepts and the worlds of the mages, um, and the the mage lords basically an air mage circle was mm-hmm. trying to rejoin the galaxy. Um and there is a really amazing scene that I will not spoil from <laughs> from his books where you will realize what he has done and you're like holy, holy crap. It's yep. amazing. Um so um you know that that was what he was trying to do and that's you know the the whole thing with the knight's beautiful daughter um you know that led into the whole thing and the 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 message that the knot was seeing and the you know what she's been
1: what he's basically been teaching her right how he's taught her and 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 her whole part in the whole thing yeah the whole
0: Um, this whole thing is leading to peace between the the mage the major worlds and the republic like true peace um so it's, it's, uh, that's a pretty lofty goal. It is. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of people who want it and then there's a lot of people who don't. Right. Um, the- I mean,
1: just like now people profit from war yeah. and, um, a hardship of others. So mm-hmm. there's certainly, oh, and then of course you have the hard line. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't want peace because we're Republic or we're
0: right.
1: whoever and it, it somehow infringes on their identity. Yeah
0: and one of the people who definitely does not want any sort of peace is Eric Ransom. Yep. Uh, he he and he was captured in in Star, Star Pallet's grave. You know, we saw him uh, captured when Owen went to ask for um a mastery, which was an amazing scene. I love it so much. Yeah. Um he ends up escaping. Um, because they the chains they have made for him are made to keep the master of the guild, and he is no longer the master of the guild. Master of the guild, which is very tricksy. <laughs> it is <laughs> very tricksy. Um, yeah. And so he is, he's able to get out of his cell, get Oshime the general, and pretend like they've escaped, although they don't actually leave the ship. They are they are there the entire time. Um and they this is important for later for later on in the book. <laughs> yes. Um, but Eric Ransom is definitely one who does not want any peace. He was the one, he was the breaker of circles, the one who was pushing. the He wants warp. to keep
1: breaking those circles. Yes. Uh, he does not want to give that up.
0: And that's important. Yep. To keep <laughs> for later. <laughs> so, um, Owen and and Clea are trying to leave nameport um coincidentally one of the ships leaving is the clawhard clawhard which was um Becca's first ship uh I believe and yeah, it's in with the uh, first book yeah with les le Igni le <laughs> <laughs> which
1: is just I don't know if you've talked about that being a crazy name, but it is. it's kind of a crazy name. Mm-hmm.
0: It is a crazy okay. name. Um, so th- they they are going to Sweevey Point and they're like, well, l- l- the currents of power are telling us to go there. Um, so they get there. Um, and um, while they're there, um, Le- um, Jessen... Is like getting help from people to try to get, yes, to try <laughs> to get, try to get out. Becca
1: out. <laughs> yes.
0: And so, um, I think they're like, uh, they, they they hear from, he hears from the old captain, Becca's old captain, and then he's like, Yeah, I'll give you bodyguards. And
1: so, right, because it's Captain, it's, um, Osa. I Osa, think is yes, his name. Osa, that's his name. And he answers the Dominus call. Yeah. To bring ships and he's like, all right, well, she was, you know, she's one of the best I ever had. And I'm here to offer her my ship, my fealty, whatever. Yeah. So Jessen's trying to go back and, and, um, Osa offers him bodyguards and he ends up coincidentally again (laughs) with, um, Owen and Clea. Yes,
0: and this is where we have the one of my favorite Epic lines, lines. <laughs> in the book, where they are, you know, sitting there in a in a restaurant, and um, uh, you know, Justin's like, so, uh, hey, are you, are you the guys, and the, and Owen's response is, are you the general slur who's been sleeping with my sister, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's Justin's just sort of like, like, oh. I don't know your name, so I don't know how to answer that question. I don't, I, I
1: don't know. Am I? <laughs> and I then he's like, "Maybe, yes." He's no, like, well, "I don't know. What's the right answer?"
0: If you're the if if general of the armies of Entobor means what it did in my mother's age, mother's time, then yes, you
1: are. Then that is totally who you are. <laughs> yes.
0: And he's like, "Okay." Also, by the way, I when when she. When she like basically says you're the general of the army, you're the general of the armies of Entebbe. It's also a swoon moment because like mm-hmm. that's as most much of a let's get married <laughs> as we'll get yep. from
1: these people. Yep, and particularly those. I mean, Becca and Jessen. Yeah, that's as much as you'll get uh, from like declaration. Yeah. from them. Yeah, 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 they are not um, white dress ceremony <laughs> kind of people. No.
0: <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to find that um i'm trying to find that exact part in my in my uh in your notes yes um yeah i'm yeah i'm not finding it um yeah i don't know i'll skip. oh well yeah
1: <laughs> but so they they managed to becca I mean they managed to get her out yes which it, it's actually only kind of barely
0: yeah it's really neat because um like she the jessing goes and tries to like appeal to like the like the, the government or whatever whatever the government mm-hmm. is
1: in i think the point. government is just banking it, yeah
0: and they're like i'm sorry we can't help you but we can give you all of this information <laughs> uh, that's
1: not supposed to help you yes no oh, yes no but
0: it's all of like the blueprints and everything <laughs> and he's right. like okay so they basically go and um get her out right as she's about to be eaten by bird people
1: <laughs> right uh, like that is a really it's it feels that imagery feels like uh the dark crystal to me. <laughs> yes you know with the creepy crazy Skeksis, except they're dressed in red and they're about to eat people it's really a frightening image to me personally mm-hmm. yeah so well done writers yes
0: um yes very much so oh I think I'm getting to it, getting to it, uh, oh, man, I, okay. What are you looking for? The, the line.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you really want that line. I do. It's so. I didn't mark that one, so it's not, I'm not going to be helpful.
0: <laughs> it's great. So anyway, um, so they, they help her escape and then, b- b- before that, um, they had a Space Force um, captain swear their ships to the Domina because she did not want to swear them to Sweevy Point. Um, so she has been... Um, when Becca got arrested, she basically sent Lassois away with the Warhammer because she didn't want them to impound the Warhammer. Yep. And um, he went to some mysterious base. Um, and But the, the, the important thing about it for becca is that once she's when she gets out she has this fleet um and they are you know basically gonna go and try to fight the uh the mage lords um and they end up going to uh waycross which is the place where um she w- was in the first book where she met up the professor uh Inishkin. yes it's like one of the big. Uh, free spacers places. Ports. Yeah. Yes. So going back to Ignisola, so, uh <laughs> he, he leaves uh, to go to he this mysterious to repairs, base. right? Yes. Locks the yeah. captain and is like, you can't come out. And I'm thinking when I'm reading this first time, he's going to the asteroid base. Obviously. Me too. Obviously. Uh,
1: sure. Because that's where we, we, we know this. We've yeah. been there. He's obviously. been there.
0: And it's yeah. not where he goes and nope. he comes out um and goes down on one knee and says my lord Sue Saralyn." and my- and you're like Okay, oh, go ahead. My note from the when I first read this book for oh, the first time is: hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten exclamation points! No, eleven exclamation points <laughs> followed by four question marks, followed by two more exclamation points, a question mark, and an
1: exclamation point. <laughs> That's pretty that that sums it up nicely. Yes. Um I I knew. I mean, I've read these books before. It was, you know, it was 5 years ago yeah. and my memory's not perfect, yeah. but I knew what was coming and I still was like, <gasps> yeah,
0: me too. <laughs> what? Yes. No, I, what? Yeah. That's just nuts. I know. And the, the, and the crazy thing, this is when, and this is when the book starts to get really good as far as like yep. the whole who's good, who's evil, we don't know. what What is everyone's motivations? Because he is completely 100% devoted to Becca. Like he, he is not there to, um, you know betray her at all nope but but he's working for
1: the bad guy yeah how does that work and
0: and the bad guy wants him to keep helping becca right um so yeah so we find out and that's
1: when you start to sort of realize that all is not as it seems yeah
0: um, um, we got a little bit from the end of the last book when Owen was doing his walkabout, um, where he saw him, his, uh, Parada meet with the Grand Admiral. Um, yes. And
1: but that doesn't explain, or didn't to me, explain what was happening currently. Yeah, like, we I don't didn't... find
0: out. We, we find out a lot more in this book.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i hope so because it brings everything to an end yes. and If they'd left it with those kind of questions i would have been like this is crap yeah
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah basically we find out that his name is not ignisola Lasso. it's ikene lis i'm not even the gonna Lys- try yet
1: or something yeah like that. um yeah. he
0: is from the mage worlds and he's basically been a deep cover agent for the past 10 years um which so much impresses. so that it's really hard for him to speak Arasian anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, poor baby. I know. I, I I don't like him. I hate him. But I, I, also, but I also think he's an interesting like character.
1: Because he's so devoted to Becca. Yeah. I, I think that's an interesting. Uh, I don't know. I think he's an interesting character. He's not my favorite, but yes. I still think he's interesting. Yes.
0: So, um, so he he returns, and they end up go- going to Waycross, um, to basically try to try to fight the uh the major lords. Also, they there are other space force ships there, um, which are uh, Lieutenant Gill, um, mm-hmm. or, or Commander- I love him, Commander Gill commandant gill whatever he's going by now from the, and the the <laughs> remainder of the net fleet have come to way across and are they ally with captain marrow who um and other free spacers uh she's a selvar right she captain? is a selvar she's yeah. uh we've and uh f- i i like that um they assume that she's male, but Gil knows, Gil, fi- Gil figures out right away that she's female. Um, also, I like that she wears, like, very festive body paint as yeah, formal she doesn't wear. wear clothes.
1: She just wears festive body paint. All. Yes. It's great.
0: <laughs> I like her a lot. And she, yeah, like, like her she basically tests Gil, like, with a attempted murder <laughs> uh, she's like
1: oh well you didn't die i guess i'm gonna throw in with you yeah
0: and um <laughs> that's when we find out that his aide lieutenant june is uh an adept but she's not an adept because adepts are not allowed to hold rank and right he- and gil is just like okay let's pretend this didn't happen because you're a good aid and i don't want to get another <laughs>
1: and i don't want to lose you so we're and just she- gonna gloss over this whole thing yeah thing. she's like
0: sure whatever okay yeah, yeah. I, li- I like her a lot <laughs> i do too um so he is on waycross and um when becca arrives it creates a sort of problem because um who is going to leave these ships right um, before we get to that part, though, let's move back to Lanotte, uh, who... And La- Ari. Lanotte is just having a hard go of things.
1: <laughs> she's having a hard time.
0: <laughs> she, yeah, she's... um sh- Lanotte is... She's a really interesting character because Rebecca is the sort of person who kind of takes the plot by the horns mm-hmm. um the plot is very much happening to Lanotte and that can make her a very passive character, but she isn't, you know?
1: No, she, I don't think she, she's one of my favorites. Yes.
0: Me too. Um,
1: Because sometimes we all feel like life is happening to us. Mm -hmm. And eventually you have to sort of say, Nope. Oh, I figured it out. Okay, this is what I need to do Yeah, in order to take this back. And she does that really effectively. Yeah, She wanders around for a little while, like we all do, being confused about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, her confusion is notably worse than most of ours. Yeah. It
0: would be um, basically like if you had trained your entire life. Well, not your entire life, because it was more when she was an adult. But if you trained to be a jedi, been taught that the sith are evil. And then meet a sith who teaches you things and start to find yourself understanding their viewpoints and yes.
1: thinking that way and then being able to do the things that they can do that, you're that you are not supposed be to be able do. to do. No. It's it, um, like she
0: says, you know, if Master Ransom knew what I was doing, he would to kill her right basically
1: yeah so i i can see how that would be a serious identity crisis yeah
0: um so linat is returns to giffer um which is where ari is uh from the last book he he uh, was able to escape the admiral Valance mutiny and um get to giffer and of course, there's a reunion between them and it's so sweet. It's really sweet. It's like the slow motion running across the, <laughs> the field. Um, and they have the sweetest sort of romance consummation scene uh, where um, it is very similar to another scene in, uh, I will I will not say who it is in case certain people lis- who are listening to this uh, are reading those books for the first time right now. But uh, it's very similar to a scene in Star Pol- Starfighters of Adumar, <laughs> in the sweet and dorkiness of it. I will I'll put it that way. Um, but yeah. yeah,
1: like I, I do enjoy the sort of awkward dorkiness of their. He is um, so
0: dorky. Ari is, is such a dork.
1: <laughs> he's so dorky, and but he's so lovely. He is he's genuinely sweet and honest, and he has one of those. I, I imagine him to have one of those spirits when you meet people mm-hmm. like this. They are just instantly open and honest, and they don't have a lie in their body. Yep. Like yep. he's just a good guy. He
0: is. Um, so lucky her. Yes. So they reunite, and then basically she, you know, their their His proposal is like, you know, I'll stay here as long as you want, and then she's like, that sounds like that a sounds proposal. Like
1: an offer of marriage. And then he's, he's like,
0: like, let's go sign the paperwork yeah, and make it
1: official. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> It's the most understated proposal in history.
0: And then they like go to fill out the paperwork and it's the, you know, the acting commanding officer who was the guy who was with her on the night's beautiful daughter. He's not even like an official dude in the Space Force. And he's (laughs) like, no, we need to have a party because when you're when you. People need something to be happy about. So right. and they're like they go and they like do the thing and they exchange like the bread and the wine or whatever and yep. it's and then they're like let's get out of here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and then and then they go off to be by themselves. And and
0: and she sees his scars, and she Aww. she asks him how it feels to be so strong. And he's like, "I'm always worried I'm gonna break things." And she's like, "Nothing you we Nothing do we tonight do here
1: is gonna will, will harm me yes, or something like that." I love it. Yeah,
0: it's so. And it's, then fade to black.
1: <laughs> it's super cheesy. It is.
0: It is. Um, but I I love it so much because Becca and Jessen basically had their, you know, their scene where they became a couple in book one. Um, uh-huh. And Becca is still the main character of the story. Uh, she has, you know, none of it has really been about her relationship. Lenat is going through... Like a huge emotional turmoil in this book. Like this book is really her arc. Like Becca, mm-hmm. I I would still consider Becca the main character of of the series. I would consider Lenat the secondary main character. I completely agree. And she, th- she, in, in this book, she's going through all of these changes, and at the end huge like basically ends the war
1: giant changes and yet she's
0: still able to have this romance that is she says you know it grounds her and she needs it and she needs ari and it doesn't define who she is she still has a character arc
1: she's got an amazing arc and the relationship between her and ari is I mean, that's personally the kind of thing I would strive for in my, in, in any relationships I have, um, I haven't in the past, but in the future, (laughs) um, (coughs) excuse me, um, you know, somebody that supports you and you ground each other and you want to be with each other, but you have your own distinct lives and, um, purposes. Mm -hmm. It's not so wound up in each other that you can't. Exist without one another. Yeah, it's better to do it with each other. Yeah, but it's it's not a hundred percent. You're not like, oh, I can't live. Yeah. Um. The other cool thing about her to me is that I I don't want to spoil the end, but <laughs> we, can. The end, we can do what we can. We've I mean they okay. know what's happening. All right, <laughs> we'll cool. get there. So after she becomes first of all the mage circles, right? Yeah. Like, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. She goes, okay, well, I'm going to go home. Yeah. And Ari's like, oh, well, they need medics in the hills, so we'll just go live in the hills together. Mm -hmm. She's like the most powerful woman in the universe or in the galaxy kind of deal. And she's like, "Ah, we're going to go live at home. It's fine.
0: And spoilers for the sequel. That's what they do. (laughs) It's exactly what they do.
1: (laughs) I bet they go live off in the hills with the cell bars and yeah, they have a they have a shit
0: ton of children. Ah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: they do. That makes sense.
0: (laughs) So yeah, um, they so like they have you know it's it's very sweet. but then, you know, the their, you know, their rela- marriage has, you know, to be put on hold because war is here. <laughs> uh and she, you know, she has said we have to go find the dom you know, her message was find the domina. Find but the, the domina. Domina is dead. And then she finds out, wait,
1: oh wait. The Domina is a- the Domina. Yeah,
0: we have to go find her. So they they decide they're going to go t- try to go find her. Um but um they end up like they end up getting captured by the major lords fleet, fleet who is arrived on giffer uh and but they um they don't treat Lanat as a captive they treat her as oh a no fellow mage they treat her lord. as a mage lord and then she's like okay well all of these people have to be treated nicely and i want to go see
1: ari <laughs> <laughs> and you need to
0: treat him like you would treat me
1: <laughs> and they're like oh, okay sure yeah yeah
0: they agree with her that's the crazy thing
1: right the, no questions asked They're just like well, it's a mage lord. It's a mage lord, so we do what she says. Yes. Ta da! End of story. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um. Another. So another plot thread that's going on throughout this is, uh, we get a lot more of General Matadi in this book, which is good because I I like him. him. (laughs) Yeah. I love him. So Matadi, as we know, was uh did his did his own walkabout last um last book because he uh we find out in this book that he knew stuff was going down uh, with Admiral Valence and he knew stuff was going on with his, um, with his aid and wanted to go out and get ahead of it. Um, so he defeats Admiral Valence mutiny. He attacks Galson as a way to try to find the, the, the grand admiral of the Mage worlds fleet. Um, he goes to Gifford that they they have a they have battle there and be, he's basically trying to hunt the grand admiral and suss him uh-huh. out. Um, uh, we find out that the um, um, so we we had talked about it in the last episode about how his aide, um, was found in the trash compactor (laughs) (laughs) and it's very confusing as to was she the replicant or not and we find out that no she was not um, matadi
1: is smarter than that yes he is
0: um but the you know that that laid a um that laid a plot thread in the last book where you know or, or not plot thread but uh chekhov's gun with the whole replicant thing Mm-hmm. It comes back, yeah, in to this haunt
1: book, <laughs> big time, yes, big time.
0: So, um, so going back, so there, there are all these different plot threads going on in this book. I but feel
1: like we're talking, like, the, you know, the mage lords uh, have all those the silver threads, yes, that they weave. Yes. I feel like we're trying to we're weave trying a to pattern. weave them
0: together. <laughs> we have a pattern. We need a ma- our Gareth, our mask, yep, yep,
1: uh, yep. So next basic- time I'll make sure I wear my mask. Yes, podcasting.
0: So we've got, <laughs> so we've got, um, Lanat Ari, and the Mage Lords and General Matadi on Giffer, and then we've got Becca and the Warhammer and Gil and his fleet uh, on Waycross, and um, they are they need to find out who's going to lead this fleet. Um, and which is very, uh, very tricksy, because there can be some sort of, you know, um, there's a lot of protocol involved.
1: Right. Well, because Gil is Baron de Rugier. Yes. Right. Yes. Baron and de Rugier. And Becca Rougier. is Domina of Entabor. And technically, she outranks him mm-hmm. in in noble circles. Right. But he outranks her in yeah. terms of like space force yeah you know all that so it's like uh who goes first what do we how do we how do we do this without offending everyone they
0: have a party (laughs) yes he's like we're gonna throw a party Janae. uh throw a party uh last in the last book when he uh he needed uh help you know they, they threw a party, so he's like, that's what we're going to do this time. We're going to throw a party, and we're going to invite all the free spacers, and it's going to be great. Um, and it's the
1: great equalizer.
0: It is. And Becca is there as a domina, and she hates it, so she...
1: She hates everything that has to do with not being a spacer. Yes. So then she leaves and comes back
0: as, <laughs> as Tarniket Portrait. Tarn-Kett. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when they have their big talk. Um, she just can't do it as a Donna. no. She can't.
1: She she needs this. It's almost like she's putting on armor.
0: It is, and they they call it, you know, incognito. And like even though everyone knows it's her, they have to act like she's torn cap.
1: Yep. Just which is a sort of a strange conceit. I mean, I yeah. totally get it. It's just not a conceit that I would have thought of. Yeah. It's really fascinating. Yeah.
0: Um. So. Another important thing that happened (laughs) there's so many important things that happened. There's so much (laughs) that happens in this book. That um they Gil's Gil captures a a Mage Mage World's doctor. Doctor. And defeats her in combat basically and makes her swear. Feel T to, to him yeah uh which by the way that scene where they fight is really cool
1: <laughs> it is really
0: cool and makes me like gill so much
1: um i mean i liked him anyway yeah. but then you know he did that he just is even little. more impressive yeah
0: so the doctor is you know he basically says you know i will you know i will protect you she comes to the party um and her she and La LaSoya talk, you know, and it's it's like everyone is talking, and they it's find out they find out that she has created a replicant, um, of the of the general's aide, um, right?
1: Roselle, I think Roselle, is name
0: Roselle Katea but yep. she has also created another replicant.
1: Dun, dun, dun!
0: Um, and they have their big. Uh, big meeting in the library which is like I would love to see this made into a movie just for the scene just like the tableau and like the way they describe everyone sitting and like I think there's a line when Neal's like takes out his gun and Becca's like he's the only person who could be reassuring while he's holding they, a gun yes, on yes. you
1: <laughs> yes, while he's pointing a gun at you or yeah. something like that it's awesome
0: yeah so um so they they realize and um and at the party also um Owen has gone into the void with the professor, um, who is not the professor. I mean, he is the professor, but he's making himself look like Owen. Um and it's o- all
1: very confusing.
0: It's very confusing. And Owen, like basically showing him where like showing him this this place and like it's very very weird um
1: i mean it's really trippy it's very much everything that um,
0: where they go walking about is is trippy
1: (laughs) right i mean you're talking about the the way they describe it is as all time and all places meet in the void Mm -hmm. so everything has happened and nothing has happened right um it's I mean, you start talking about philosophy. It's a it's a it's a crazy, it's a deep one. Yeah. Um but it's, it is also super cool.
0: Yeah. So they they find out that the doctor um made a replicant of Parada um at the but at the professor's request. Um
1: But this replicant is empty, yes, they call it. It's empty. So she it doesn't have a personality, it's not a living, breathing thing. It's right. just a shell
0: and they need it to be filled and the only people who can do that are mage lords uh, you know Correct. Owen is like it's not that he refuses it says he can't he doesn't have this he doesn't have the nope. ability to do it so they have to go find a mage so that's what they're gonna do they're gonna go find a mage um, well we
1: happen to know of you
0: yeah um but also uh Le Soir, uh he uh tells them where they are <laughs> and uh they come and capture them uh as they're leaving the asteroid base. Uh so Warhammer is captured, but um Rebecca is treated like a guest, like she comes off the ship and is led into a, a room very nice
1: chamber where and I've decided I want one of those waterfall things yeah. in my house.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um and so while she's in there, uh who pops out but um uh, Eric ransom, ransom ransom and May. and he's like you need to shoot him he's made he's the grand admiral you need to shoot him and she does uh it doesn't work and it doesn't work <laughs> of course um and he doesn't even act like offended by it he's like okay whatever sure sure um and
1: but that is also important that scene i feel like every scene in this book is yes. like nothing is wasted mm-hmm. because If he's not he he does end up being injured in that scene. Yeah, he puts up a good front so that Becca doesn't know it. Yeah, but he is injured, um, which comes into play later. Yeah.
0: Um. So everyone is on this ship pretty much right now. (laughs) Right. The Warhammer is on the ship. Lenotti. Yeah, Lenotch. and Ari are on the ship um and they all reunite um and then they are like we need a mage lord to to help uh with uh to help with Parada, um, Parada. so th- a bunch of them end up in the Warhammer this is where Niels brings out the holodrama <laughs> Because <laughs> he's got nothing better he's to do He's
1: bored He's sitting there like Well, I gotta and wait also, for all these people To he's go made really, their He's board trying things.
0: really hard not to kill Lassois <laughs> right. Because important He betrayed them um, And he's also like He's like super nice to the doctor Like Yes. While they were on the uh the asteroid base, they went back to the asteroid base to find the replicant, which it took them a really long time to do. And he was like, you know, showing her around and like being really nice to her. Um and um so like they they end up all kind of reuniting and going Owen and Lama go into the void to find Pirata. Um and they do. And Lenot realizes that she wasn't there. She wasn't meant to tell Becca. She was meant to tell Parada that, you know, that um the a Mage Worlds fleet has attacked. They need her to come back because the Grand Admiral swore fealty to her. Um now that once she died, he had to follow the resurgency on Arassi. Um but if she is alive, they believe that he will call off the fighting. Um so they 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 do this. Um she she comes back. Um the the Grand Admiral is there, um, but he says he can he can't uh like he is unable to, basically, um, he he's no longer bound to her anymore because she right. died. <laughs> because
1: she died. Yeah. So I I mean, once you die, I assume that all oaths are yeah invalid, and mm-hmm. he's still sworn to the mage circles. Yes. Yeah. So,
0: Lanat challenges him for to a duel for to for his mastery of his circle. Um and he accepts and they fight to the death, which Lenotte
1: wins and he, yep, and because he was weakened before by being yeah. shot by Becca, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so- can can I, before we stop talking about the Grand Admiral, I really like him as a character. yeah.
0: Well that's the thing, like it's
1: really sad that he died. Well, and
0: yeah, like I when I I remember when I read this book for the first time, I was really upset about this plot development. I'm like Yes. I'm like, I definitely do
1: not want Lanat to die. But but I also don't want this dude to die because I feel like he could be a really good peacemaker. Yeah. And he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah.
0: And And also it's like like this is what the Mage Lords do. Like Right in in the the earlier books with the professor like that's why i why i said they seem so alien their culture uh-huh. because this is just normal and like they will duel duel each other and kill to get power like they'll right. give each other up and say okay let's duel and whoever wins will you know take the power and help the working like, this is just what right. they do, and it's completely normal.
1: This is, <coughs> excuse me. This is just how this whole society works. Yeah. It's not anything weird. Yeah. Um. And he's just like, okay, well, yeah, you win, and mm-hmm. you're the first of all circles. Not just yeah. the first of my circle. Yeah. You are now the first of all circles. Yeah. Which is a lot for somebody mm-hmm. who has no, like, how long could she possibly have been training with the professor? Yeah, Lenot. La- not not I mean, very long. No, so it's sort of like Luke Skywalker suddenly <laughs> being a Jedi. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much from his time with Yoda. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So, so this is you know that in and of itself is a is a huge scene. But wait, yeah. There's well, more. Wait, there's more. <laughs> uh, Eric Ransom comes storming in as this is going on and um i believe he kills a- leswa mm-hmm. um, he does.
1: yeah leswa is trying to i, I literally i read this about an hour ago <laughs> yeah um leswa is trying to uh eric is trying to kill Lenat. yeah
0: while she's fighting and
1: right and leswa steps between and becca's going to try to kill eric yeah leswa steps between them and then becca fires and yeah it's it's not it's not good right
0: and so um eric goes into the void um with clay with clay and um they go after him um and originally becca's like uh you know the it meant to be just a few people going but it ends but it up ends being up. like the entire family goes yep <laughs> um which it's it's which I is mean,
1: actually i mean it turns out well but it was sort of like that's way more people than i expected to yeah, come along on this trip
0: but it's but it's it great and that's why i love this the, this book and i actually was i remember when when i was when I first said I was going to do these books for the book club and I had said something like, if you miss Legends, if you miss the solo kids, um, you should oh, read these.
1: Absolutely.
0: And uh, someone was like, I don't like the, de- the dead mother theme. Like, because it was like, you know, right after Rogue One and mm-hmm. then also like, you know, Carrie Fisher's passing. like it was, And I, I said... It's not what it seems, <laughs> right? Um, I can't, can't you can't really say more without spoiling but without like,
1: spoiling the entire series, yeah. essentially.
0: But it becomes um, a, f- it's it's really a story about
1: family, um, right?
0: And it, it's so great that they're, they're all here,
1: <laughs> they're all there together, and they all have a role. They all have a part to play. Yeah. None of them are extraneous. Yeah, in in the ending of um, Master Ransom. Yeah.
0: So they are going into the void to find him. They do. Um, and Owen's like, give me back my... Uh. <laughs> he goes, you had no right to take my apprentice with you. Give her back. Give her back. Ransom laughed. The Namarinish tart. No, you failed me and I have need of her. I have a great deal of work before me to undo all the damage that you have done. And she will be my apprentice here. And then... Um, Clea uh, Claya, said, or then you know, then um, Parada goes on to tell him how he wasn't satisfied with humbling the mages and how you know how basically he
1: wants all of them destroyed, yeah. not just humbled. Like, and yeah. so
0: this is when they, exp- you know, the kind of the the monologue where they explain everything, and he was the one who was behind Parada's death because. He knew that she wanted to make peace with the mageless. Um, And as we've discussed in previous uh, podcasts, uh, that this is very um, intriguing because uh, they, uh, you know, did the deed (laughs) to produce Owen. They (laughs) did.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And also the fact that, you know, Eric and Joss were
1: BFFs. (laughs) yeah this is all sorts of uh i i mean do we keep this pg-13 uh yeah is there yeah, swearing you, you can be swearing <laughs> um it is all well I'll, I'll keep it clean it is jacked up <laughs> yeah because cripped up <laughs> yes. yeah um yeah there is this this whole situation with parada and joss and eric and owen it's like wow that is that's yeah a lot that's a lot, guys. Somebody's going to need some therapy when this is all over. Yes.
0: Um, and I love, it says Parada, but Parada didn't look surprised. Do you believe in vengeful ghosts? She, she asked Ransom. No. No. Believe in them, Parada said. We exist. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, And then he's like, the war can be won. You know, here in the void, I have all the time I need. There was a blur of movement beside him. Namorin tart, Clea said, yes. as her staff came down on him. Her posture <laughs> suddenly no longer awkward. Her form in the dance perfect. I'm my own, not yours. And I'm not a tart.
1: Yes. Oh, that <laughs> I made loved me, it like, so much. It's like fist pumping. Uh, yes. You know? Yeah. Um and yeah.
0: And I mentioned last last uh month's podcast, like how that character and that whole archetype could have been so t- cliche. And yep. I really like the way they they
1: did it. Um, it. it doesn't feel cliche at all. Yeah.
0: So Owen uh Owen and Ransom fight. Um um Owen basically is like, Clea, you are you are your own you are a master now. Um, whatever happens, see that the others get home. Um, so they, Owen and Ransom, are fighting, and then um, Ari, <laughs> Ari's just you know there for <laughs> <Poor laughs> Ari, <laughs> um, and he's like he says, you know, Master Ransom is the one who killed your mother, and she's like he gave the order, he laid the track. Um he set the hired assassins on you and your sister so that the mages were would be blamed. Then he's mine. With that, Ari walked into the fight. <laughs> and um
1: uh, And he basically just kicks ass in about 30 seconds.
0: Yeah. So Ari is going into the duel. Um Owen notices him. Um and then uh <laughs> He basically picks Ransom up from behind, lifts him up, and slams him down against his knee to break and his breaks spine. And his
1: spine.
0: And then he says, hunters kill their own prey. Murderers hire others to do their killing for them.
1: And that basically encapsulates all of who Ari is. Yeah. that That sense of honor and honesty and... And
0: it's oh. so great that in all of this crazy, like, adept stuff that's going on. And, like, Becca was basically the one who the professor dragged into this. And Ari is just kind of there. Why? He's right. the one who ends up killing And all him.
1: this magical stuff is going on around. I know it's not magic, but, I mean, that's yeah. a, a, it's pretty analogous. Yeah. Um, it's going on around him. And Ari is never phased by any of it. Mm-hmm. But he's never... He never dabbles in it. He's never affected by it, you know, and he just walks in and he's like, no, nah, I got this. Yeah.
0: Um, and as they're about to go back uh, to leave the void, there is a, a a ghost, basically the ghost of Eric Ransom reappe- reappears younger as he was before he became a fanatic. And she... The Domina says, Give me your name and reputation. This bloodstained disaster of a war needs a villain if I'm going to have a chance at peacemaking afterward, and I will make that villain of you. Now you are a wanderer, go repair what you can. I give you leave. Um so he basically is going to wander the void and be a um they they there's a term for it that they use for a ghost. Um and I can't remember what the name. I don't of it remember is, that. But, but yeah. So um, he actually shows up late in the sequel book. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, he he he. That's basically what he does. He's trying to write write his wrongs. Um, oh well, that's good. Yeah. So. Yeah, then we get to the end of the book. Um, there's still a war going on. <laughs> <laughs> and um and, whoops
1: just a little
0: and you know joss <laughs> like joss that. is joss is like fighting the mage lords uh with the ship that everyone's on and then he's like uh yeah we're being hailed and he's like Shh, becca's data.
1: <laughs> yeah he, so uh, let, let me buy you a drink and we'll talk it over yeah
0: <laughs> it's it's great uh, And
1: he's like wait you're the the mage lords commander and she's like, no, no my, my sister-in-law, sister-in-law is. is. And he's, you You can just feel him being like, what the? Yeah. What? <laughs> What's
0: happening? Uh, we also get Tarvi, who has broken out of jail. Um, I hate him so much. And basically says, I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you secrets if you don't kill me. And Becca shoots him
1: anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, don't you want to know my secret? And she's like,
0: ah, I no. don't particularly care. No. Thanks. And basically, you know, that the, all the all the secrets of the parentage dies with him.
1: But that is OK. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fine. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So here I found the part data. This is Becca. I found the bastard who ordered mother killed. Want to go somewhere for a drink? I'll tell you all about it. You're the mage commander? No, my sister-in-law is. <laughs> sister-in-law, I think I need a drink. I'm buying the first round. Becca out. <laughs> it's great. She's so
1: nonchalant about yeah. it.
0: So they um then we have an, a nice little epilogue where it ties everything together it ties very nicely. Everything together. Um, Lanat and Ari are going to Maragai. Becca and uh, Jessen are gonna go back to the Mage Worlds. They're gonna go
1: be pirates.
0: Yep. Yeah, um, they uh, Parada and Joss are gonna be retired. <laughs> they deserve it. Uh, Jervis has to uh, take over Joss's role, and he's like, "But first of all, I'm I'm taking Inisi back to." Uh, back to the mage worlds and when i first read this i totally did not get this but they're totally a thing oh they're totally a thing i don't, I don't really
1: think de- i picked up on that the first time either and that's weird because i'm <laughs> like i can see that a mile away yeah
0: but like his he, he slips he says i promised in dr eat, i
1: mean that oh, i take right. her- and he like takes her arm and yeah. says we should go and it's all it's all sort of suggestive and the first time i read that i totally did not yeah pick up on that yeah
0: and this is all. when we have um we also find out that about the replicant and that Josh took care of it yeah so, um, josh
1: stuffed the replicant in the trash can yeah not the aid <laughs> yes <laughs> yes um, um so and everybody all of our main characters have ended up happy yeah um they are they are doing very well for themselves yeah. Um and uh, we, you know, we've got some of the some of the mage,
0: some of the mages. Here. Uh, Sin, uh, what? Sin Taviat, the the second mm-hmm, in command,
1: mm-hmm. is
0: um, or not Sin Tavit, The uh, what's his name? Uh,
1: male, male, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, he's you know he's there, and uh, so yeah, they everyone is uh, they're gonna
1: broker a peace. Mm-hmm. They're gonna figure it out. You know, they're going to because that's what the professor wanted. Um, exactly 500 years after he started his working uh yep and he willed it into being basically mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: which is something that uh sue serelyn says a lot yeah like i i willed it i've said Mm -hmm. it would be or something like that i willed it to be so and so it is or something like that
0: and there's a there's a cute moment with ari and becca teasing each other when becca says so how are you going to arrange things big brother if the space force sends you back to the back of beyond somewhere and the mage circles call for lana on arasi or ninglin i know that adepts and mages are supposed to be good at doing things long distance but not even but... they can <laughs> and then ours like, shut up b his ears were bright
1: red <laughs> is so adorable yeah it's great
0: so we talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, we
1: did. It was that so that book is more plot filled. Yeah. than most than than most. Yeah. And every plot every point becomes important later. Right. At at the time it just sort of feels like, "Oh, well this, you know, this is happening, this is happening. They're getting from point A to point B." Right. But all of that time in the middle becomes important in this book. Yeah, and like there's nothing wasted
0: yeah when i was reading it in the beginning i i always got really annoyed about becca's arrest i didn't like that part of the book and i found myself thinking the same thing this time around and i'm like maybe i'm gonna like the second book more after rereading it again Mm -hmm. and then as soon as the second half or the first half of the book ends which is when we find out that you know he's uh What's his face is a um, is an agent, l- yeah. Or whatever. yeah. I'm uh-huh. like, what the hell? And then the second, and then like as um, like basically as the book keeps going on, you're like, okay, I get it, I get what's going on here, I get what's going on here. And then the third part ends with them finding Prada's replicant, right? And they are like,
1: oh. right so yeah the first little bit of the book is a little bit slow i will grant you that with the arrest and everything but i think the authors did a fine job of figuring out how to get everybody that's like all across the galaxy together again together and and that can feel kind of ham-fisted um yeah i there's a little deus ex machina happening Mm -hmm. here as with most everything (laughs) but all space but you opera, can, but what?
0: All space opera,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly. But the amazing thing about that is that you can attribute it to a literal Deus Ex Machina because the professor has been manipulating, yeah, strands for five hundred years, yeah. and you're like, oh, well, that is coincidental, yeah. But <laughs> it yeah. was probably supposed to happen, yeah. Um,
0: and it's also. I've been reading the the Thrawn trilogy again for the Mm -hmm. Thrawn cast and we've mentioned on that show a lot how, oh, the Zahn's bringing the parties back together and there's, like, so many... There's some times where it's kind of, like, very coincidental, like, oh, Uh these characters just happen to be at the same place. They just happen to be there. And you you accept it because it's Star Wars. But here, like, I never really felt like it was really... Ham fisted because all no. these characters are so important that of course they're going to end up coming together,
1: right? Know? And also, even if they're not, the, then you know this the strands of fate or whatever you want to call it, yeah, have been pulled on mm-hmm. for so long that this is something that, I mean, people have free will obviously, and I think yeah. they kind of address that. But yeah. it's you know even anything that did feel a little ham fisted, you can explain away with an actual plot point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is super rare yeah <laughs> usually it's just like oh whatever just go with it yeah just just
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah i think we have done a adequate job discussing this book <laughs> <laughs> usually these these episodes tend to stick to around an hour maybe less and we have been talking for an hour and 15 minutes oh <laughs>
1: That's impressive. It that is, is impressive especially us. since
0: I'm recovering from surgery and still not and
1: feeling I great. And I have a cold. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so obviously, we like this book a lot.
1: We do. Um, I. It is my favorite of the three, and it's certainly one of my go tos in terms of really interesting. I keep telling people about it. Like, yeah. I I keep going, you should really read these books. You should really read these books.
0: Yeah. And that's why I did them on the book club because I was like, I'm going to make everyone read them. I'm going to make
1: everybody read them. I actually keep telling a friend of mine that um, produces films, I'm like, you should really read these and turn them into movies. Yes. If for nothing else, just for me. Like, as a present. Yes. You should make these into movies. I'd be there for it. Yeah. Well, we'd go, I mean, you know, we'd go to the premiere if that happened. (laughs) Yeah, that would be awesome.
0: So, one one last question before we go is who who was your favorite character from the whole from the trilogy?
1: Oh my gosh. I really like Lannat. Yeah. Um I really like Becca, but um I love to see ladies in sci-fi, you know, sort of um, bucking traditional gender roles. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't understand her as well as I understand Lanat, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, I don't identify with Becca as much as I identify with Lanat. Right. Um, and that's sort of the same as in Star Wars. I identify with Luke Skywalker. Like, I wanted to be Luke Skywalker
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, because I love that sort of mystical journey and oneness with the universe and, you know, all that new agey stuff. Yeah. But um, I think Lanat is... Everything I read with her, I was like, oh, I just want to be you. I just yeah. want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about you?
0: Uh, I'm probably just going to say Jessen.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's an excellent choice. <laughs> because I just,
0: I like him a lot. He He's very um, deceptive. Mm-hmm. And um, I, there's a line when Becca says, oh, you do such a good look of ex- exquisite disdain. Um, he he cultivates this appearance of being just a Kessetan foible,
1: yeah, um, a dandy, a fop, uh a f- yes, you know.
0: but yeah. he's he's tough and he is. You know, fine with people thinking that of him, and he wears like these dr- dressing gowns around, <laughs> um, which I
1: love. Like, I would like to wear dressing yeah. gowns around.
0: Um, but he's like 100 devoted to Becca. He's also like extremely smart and competent and funny. Yeah, um, and he's I just, a really I a funny... great,
1: well-rounded character. Yes, and good um,
0: choice. And if you read the sequel, you will uh, read about. Becca and Jessen's son who uh has inherited Jessen's personality. Oh, <laughs> how <it's>
1: fun. Delightful. <laughs> what is their son's name? Do you remember?
0: Jens.
1: Jens jen's with an S.
0: Jens, jens Matati Jessen Deroselin is how they style their names.
1: Wow, that's um, a lot. Yes, and Can the, You imagine being 5 and trying to say that.
0: Right? And the the um Ari and Lenat's kids are, uh so wait, so it's Jen's, Jen's Matadi Jessen. Um, their kids are um, Hyphid Matadi Derosselin. So, Oof. yeah. So like, because, because their parents. Um, right. I mean,
1: they're both, um, they,
0: yeah. Th- their names are, hi- their names are hyphenated. Right. So when they, you know, I guess when they had to style their names, they're like, okay, we'll do hyphenated mother's name,
1: father's p- name,
0: father's yeah. paternal name, and then mother's yeah. house.
1: <laughs> wow, right? That's a lot. Those those <laughs> kids, though, I'm sure that those children have a lot on their shoulders yeah. to grow up with. <laughs> right? Like, not just a name, but man, hey, your mom is the first of all the mages. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Your mom is the domino of Lost Entibor. Yeah. Well, no, because they, uh, they, she, I guess she lets that die. Yeah.
0: Yeah, She let it die. Yeah. Well, good for her. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. Anything else you
1: want to mention about the book before we head off? I don't think so. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's a super fun read. Mm -hmm. Again, the first bit is a little bit, um, slow, but once you really get into it, it is absolutely a page turner. Yeah um everyone should go read it
0: yeah there's some parts where i find myself skimming a lot of some of the the space battles um, yeah that don't involve like the main characters but yeah there are
1: a couple that i was like ah nope don't know nobody in there i care about moving
0: on (laughs) but um it's the uh james mcdonald was in the navy for a while, for a long time. I think like career maybe. Oh. So I think that's why a lot of the Space Force stuff feels so authentic to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, I think that will bring us to the end okay. of, uh, of the series.
1: We have kept these listeners a really long time tonight. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> sorry guys. Yeah,
0: But they're good books. They're good books. They break. are. <laughs> <laughs> oh so yeah um thank you all for joining us episode of the tashi station book club has been brought to in part by her universe and you are patreon subscribers please click link on our blog to purchase uh, I see I can't even talk. I've been talking so long. <laughs> I'm Lame Surgery. Please click the link on our blog to help us support the show. You can find us on Twitter with the handle Top underscore station NancyPants. It's Nancy with an I and Robin, where can we find you on the internet?
1: I am my personal Twitter is at R underscore A underscore Smith. So R.A. Smith. Um, I am mostly on my business Instagram account if you want to look at pictures of events and flowers. And that is at Rhapsody in Blooms with an S. And we will uh,
0: one more time promote the Carrie Gala uh, at yes. Carrie Gala on Twitter. Uh, so if you have not bought your tickets to the Drowning in Moonlight event, please do so at and you can find and out. Dot com.
1: That's exactly what I was going
0: to say to it. Yay. Um, You can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Our book club discussions are on Goodreads. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next month to discuss Binchy Home by Nnedi Okorafor. And if you haven't read the original novella Binchy, do so beforehand. It's very short. It will take you like an hour. So we will catch you all next week. Bye. Bye.